comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day that I die I said 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life Hey friends, this is Chapman Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministry, and we got some exciting news for you. Lonesome Road Radio.com. That's right. Lonesome Road Ministry has started our own radio station. And Roger Barkley Jr., I was sitting down there at the Louisville Truck Show and talking to Roger, said, I think the Lord wants us to start a radio station of our very own, but I don't know how to do it. And Roger said, That's no problem. He said, I've started lots of them. Let me help you. And so Roger Barkley Jr. has helped me get this radio station up, and it's running, and we have apps for your phone. All you got to do is go to your app store and download Lonesome Road Ministries Radio to your phone, and you can hit that and listen to Lonesome Road Ministry anytime you want, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you'll hear some great programming that we have, like today's program with James Payne from our... 2022 conference going to the next level and that's where god has us going and we want you to go with us so hang on and join us for church on the road We was at the Mid-America Truck Show in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I was t- talking to Roger, and my phone rang. And anytime my phone rings, I always answer it. I said, Lonesome Road Ministry, this is Gary. And the guy said, uh, have you got a minute? I said, well, yeah, I got a minute. Uh, I said, we're at the Louisville Truck Show, but yeah, what, what you need? He said, I just want to share something with you. He said, I... Uh, just bought a truck recently, and uh, I was driving in my truck, and when I bought this truck, I didn't even know it had a CD player, but I was driving home, and I was going to commit suicide. I was going to kill myself as soon as I got home in this truck that I just bought, and he said, before I did that, I wanted to listen to my favorite radio station. He said, I punched the dial to turn on the radio, and the CD player started playing, and there was a, a CD in it from Lonesome Road Ministry. He said, I was trying to find my radio station, accidentally hit the button, and the CD started playing, and I, and I couldn't get, get it to stop. So I just went ahead and listened to it, and then I gave my heart to the Lord. So that's, that's what we're all about right here, is reaching those out there on that old Lonesome Road. 
So tonight we got James Payne, and uh, he is with us. And I'll tell you, his his uh, messages on our CDs, our radio programs, our our podcasts are reaching people all across the country. I hear from people all the time about listening to his message and giving their heart to the Lord. People driving out in the desert and stuff like that. There's, there's, uh, and he's had people show up at his churches where he's at in semis and say, man, I just listened to your testimony on a CD. So what we're doing is we're reaching people all across this country. So put your hands together for James Payne. Brother Gary told me he put me back a plate. He said, I don't guess you can uh, eat and then preach. And I said, that reminds me of a young kid that went for a revival at a church. And uh, he told the pastor, he said, uh, uh, at dinner time, he said, I can't eat and preach. And so they went to church that night, came back the next night. Before church, they were having dinner. The pastor said, go ahead and eat, son. It is not going to bother you at all. Amen. Would you stand? Let's have a word of prayer. Let's invite the Lord in this place tonight. Praise God. Boy, you're a good-looking group. How many of you were not here last year? Thank God for you not being here. It was so hot in here. I didn't believe in hell before I came, but I did after I left. Man, it was hot. Uh, Has it been hot where you live? It's been so hot in Nashville that the cows are giving powdered milk. And I saw a bird Tuesday pulling a worm out of the ground with a potholder. So it's been hot. Amen. Thank God that uh, we got air conditioning. And uh, thank God for this opportunity. How many of you have a need in your life tonight? Just slip your hand up. Let me see where you are. I serve a God that answers prayer. Uh, Let me say that again, because some of y'all must not serve that same God. I said, I serve a God that answers prayer, that knows no impossibilities. He can make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. He can open a door and nobody can shut it. And so let's just go to him in prayer now and take these needs to him. Father, I thank you tonight for one more opportunity to be in your house. Lord, to be with your people, to lift up your name. And, Lord, you saw the hands that are lifted. Needs are here tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to touch every need and bless every life. And, Lord, we want to give you praise tonight for moving on our Supreme Court today, Lord, and reversing this legalized murder of innocent babies in the womb of mothers. Thank you, Lord, that our country is returning to the things that made this country great. And, Lord, I praise you for that in Jesus' name. Now, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? And Come on. Is that the best you can do? Come on. Come on. And uh, you can be seated. We're going to try to do you a couple of songs before we uh, get into the Word. You can be seated if you like. Grab my keys and I pack my suitcase Full tank of gas as I hit the highway I'm in a tune, I'm on the road again It's another day, another motel room Paying the price to do what I do But Lord knows 
I wouldn't have it any other way It's not a show, it's not a dream It's a high call I'm following I go anywhere in the moments Good Lord leaves And when Sunday morning rolls around I might be on stage in some one horse town Spreading the good news and shaking everybody's hand It's just another day in the life of this preacher man I'm not on the list of the rich and famous I'm just out here living for Jesus Doing the best I can to reach one more soul Yeah, I got a family and God, I miss them But they know that I'm a man with a mission I kiss them goodbye Down the road I go It's not a show, it's not a dream It's a high call I'm following I go anywhere, any place that the good Lord leads. When Sunday morning rolls around, I might be on stage in some one-horse town, spreading the good news and shaking everybody's hand. It's just another day in the life of say, man, haven't I seen you? Ain't you that guy on TV that sings that song about Jack Daniels whiskey? Let me shake your hand. It's just another day in the life of this preacher man. It's just another day in the life of this preacher man. I'm going to do a song that... uh, I co-wrote with a friend of mine, and it became my 85th number one song just recently, so life is good. Some of y'all might be able to relate to this. Mama always knew when I was telling her lie. Seemed the angels told her where I was each night. Pray and send the angels to watch over me. Those angels ended up where they were not supposed to be. Angels and mamas, you can't tell them apart. Can't tell where one ends and the other starts. Everybody's got them. When you hit rock bottom, you'll thank God. Church, you'll thank God for angels and fathers. The hands that rule the world also rock the cradle. Angels and mama took 
care of my raising They both love me They love God's Son Angels and mamas Takes one to know one Angels and mamas You can't tell them apart Can't tell where one ends And the other starts Everybody's got them When you hit rock bottom You'll thank God You'll thank God For angels and mamas One has apron strings, the other has a pair of wings. They both take care of things, perfect harmony. Angels and mamas, you can't tell them apart. They tell where one ends and the other starts. Everybody's got them when you hit rock bottom. You'll thank God, you'll, you'll thank God for angels and mama. You'll thank God, you'll thank God for angels. And that sweet mama prays for you. I never know what I'm going to do till I get to church. Brother Gary said a moment ago, he said, uh, I haven't learned what I'm doing. I said, well, don't, because when you learn what you're doing, you eliminate God. This is my song about America. I thought I'd never see the day they shut our churches down. Protesting riots burning town after town. Prisons are empty and our prison's full today. Enough is enough. We can't go on this way. We need a move of God. Need a Holy Ghost revival. Need to get back to the Bible. Remember what we forgot. We need a move of God. Start living like the chosen. Start blessing and start sowing. Take back what the devil's stolen. We need a move of God. How it used to be, how it is right now We used to shout and testify, sing the glory down Souls crying at the altar, repenting of their sin Church, we need to get back to what we had back then We need a move of God need a Holy Ghost revival need to get back to the Bible Remember what we forgot, we need a move of God Start living like the chosen. Take back what the devil stole. We need a move of God. From the White House to the church house, from the pulpit to the pew, we need a move of God. That starts with me and you. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, 
turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, I will hear from heaven. I will reach down. I will reverse abortion in America. I will turn things around. We need a move of God. Can you say amen? Need a move of God. Need a Holy Ghost revival. Need to get back to the Bible. Remember what we forgot. We need a move of God. Start living like the chosen. Start blessing and start sowing. Take back what the devil stole. We need a move of God. First of all, I want to thank God for letting me be part of this ministry. Amen. I look around. Yeah. I look around this room and I see so many dear, dear, precious people that I've got to know by my connection with this ministry. Uh, Jim and Ann, uh, man, met them probably 10 years ago. And, uh, and uh, Jim has aged, Ann hasn't. Uh, <laughs> but these are dear, dear, precious friends of mine. Uh, I met Jason and Tammy, which is just precious people sitting here on the front row. I met them through this ministry. I believe I met Sunshine Road through this ministry before we, I met you at award shows. I met you here. And I enjoyed your music before I ever met you. And, and it's so good to meet you. And I listen to your radio program now. And I thank God for what y'all mean to me and to the kingdom of God. Uh, I met Brother Gary, I guess, what, five years ago, maybe a little over five. How many? 2015. Good Lord. Where'd the time go? Uh, but five years ago, I told Brother Gary that, uh, that in five years he would have his own building. And uh, to see what God has done in such a short period of time here uh, is nothing short of amazing. Amen. Amen. Roger's such a, a blessing. God's brought Roger. Uh, God, we, uh, yeah. Uh, Roger and I have known each other for years, and, and uh, Brother Roger has really been such a blessing to this ministry since just a short time he's been here working with uh, Gary. He's been uh, so instrumental. God put people in place because, you see, God's hand is on this ministry. This is a unique ministry. I was in Love Truck Stop the other day here in, in uh, Mount Juliet where I live. Glad I was acting right. You know, uh, sometimes when I'm in a long line, I get impatient. But I always have to uh, realize that sometimes I'm recognized. And so when these truck drivers come up, are you James Payne? Yeah. Oh, I listen to you all the time. And, and uh, you wake me up every morning at 4 o'clock on television and, and all that. And, and I was glad that I was having a good day that day. But he was familiar with the, with the Lonesome Road ministry. He was familiar with Brother Gary. And, uh, and so, uh, I, you know, I, I praise God for that. That's okay, Roger. I still love you. Ava, uh, I, I love Ava. She's a tremendous singer. Uh, used of God mightily. I think you just had a number one song not too long ago. I didn't write it, but that's okay. We're still friends. I love you anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, are you going to, are, are you singing tomorrow? Okay. Uh, he said, how many number ones? Two number ones. Who wrote those two number ones? See, Ava, you should listen right there. <laughs> huh? That's just y'all's fault. Y'all just got to ask me. I write songs in my sleep. I write songs every day. But, you know, looking around the room and, and Gary and Linda, such precious people. Yeah, give them a hand. Man. Uh, 
I look forward to coming here every year, and, and just for your information, where I go and preach, they pay me to come. How many of you are aware of that? And they pay me very well. But I told Brother Gary, I come here, I don't want anything except just to donate my time because I believe in what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but this ministry is at a place now. How many of you know things are changing all the time? And you have to change with the times. And uh, Brother Gary, is, he's got such an innovative mind that we've talked about this for a couple of years. Uh, and uh, two things are, are changing with Lonesome Road Ministry. You know, uh, it's expensive to ship CDs. It's expensive to buy CDs. It's expensive to buy the equipment to make the CDs. Last year, uh, we bought a new printer and we bought a new duplicator. And those things wear out so quick because you're making thousands. How many of you know that? So uh, Brother Gary's come up with a better way, and I think it's just an ingenious way, and Brother Roger helped him with it. And it's these cards here. And it's got the picture of the one preaching on it. It just happens to be me, which I really like to look at myself. Uh, <laughs> the older I get, the less I like that. But, but uh, these, I always keep current pictures. I can't stand to get a picture of someone and then meet them, and they're 20 years older than their picture. That's what, that's what we are. We're friends. We can kid and cut up. You know, church is not boring. It's not, you know, it's not sad. If you got one tooth, you ought to brush it and smile every time you come to church. <laughs> you know, let people know that you're not dead and dry. <laughs> you, you, you know, take it out and brush if you have to and put it back in. Uh, so uh, all you have to do on this card, this happens to be the domino message, which we get a lot of requests for. You just scan that with your iPhone. Now, if you've got an iPhone, thank God. If you've got, uh, you know, an Android, we'll pray for you. Uh, that you can get a good phone. We don't want you to run around with that old, you know, antiquated technology there. You must have a lot of Android people here. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I carry both, so I'm just kidding with you. But you just scan that, and it takes you right to the message. The message I preached last year on uh, the king still has one more move. Amen. That you just scan that right there. You scan that card right there. Yeah, there's, there's the chess piece. Uh, but you see, this is technology is changing. Uh, this is going to be, uh, in the long run, more economical and more accessible than CDs. I don't know about you, but I've got three new vehicles, and none of them have a CD player. I, I rent cars all the time. None of them have CD players. So this is the next best thing, okay? But it takes finances to get this done. And then the radio station is going to be tremendous. All you singers ought to praise God for the radio station because your music would be going out to people that would never hear you without the radio station. Oh, is that the best you can do? Come on, uh, uh, clap. Come on, clap. Uh, and uh, we, have, uh, we have a theme for today and tomorrow, and it's next level. Next level. Say that with me. Next level. How many of you in the ministry would like to take your ministry to the 
next level. Say it with me, next level. See, until you can say it, you're never going to experience it. How many of you like to take your music to the next level? You'd like to take your marriage to the next level. You'd like to take your finances to the next level. All right? Look at two or three people, smile at them with that one tooth and say, hey, I'm ready to take, I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready to go to the next level. Now, I'm going to the next level. You've got to get determined that you're going to the next level. You know, I didn't wake up one morning with a television ministry reaching millions of people around the world. I didn't wake up one morning with everybody recording my songs around the world. All along the way, I had to be willing to change. When things change, you have to change with things. Problem with the church is we want to live in the past. Celebrate the past. Celebrate the past, enjoy the present, but reach for the future. I'm glad Brother Gary didn't just say, okay, now we've got a building, let's just rest a while. He hit the ground running with new ideas. Some of y'all ate too many fish tonight, I'm telling you right now. Y'all need a nap, but you're not going to get it. And and I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again right now because some of you were here. Uh, guy owned a pet store. In the pet store was a parrot that had attitude. A couple came in. Parrot said to the man, that's the ugliest woman i ever seen in my life. <laughs> so the man goes to the pet store owner. He said, you're your parrot insulted my wife. So he goes over, opens the cage, grabs the parrot, shakes it, feathers go everywhere. He gets the parrot. He said, if you ever insult anyone else, I'm going to kill you. Put it back in the cage, slam the door. So the couple shopped for a while, paid for their goods, was getting ready to leave, and the parrot hollered at the man and said, come here a minute. So he walks over to the cage and the parrot looks at him and then looks at his wife and goes, you know. <laughs> now the reason I said that, because sometimes when you do what I do, it insults people. Because I'm going to ask you to help us put the radio station on the air. I'm going to ask you to help us get these cards out to people that need them. And almost immediately when you tell people that you're going to receive an offering, they dig their heels in the carpet and start singing, I shall not be moved. <laughs> you understand. You, under you understand what I'm saying. And so 
I'm, on, I'm just, I'm putting two or three disclaimers up front. Number one, not one dime that comes in this offering goes to me. So if you think I'm just after your money, you're wrong. Come here a minute. You know. You know. <laughs> Second of all, Brother Gary and none of us who travel could do what we do without God's people. <laughs> you understand that? So I'm going to tell you because I'm going to say some things and it may make you nervous and it may make you mad. But how much did you pay for your meal tonight? I said, how much did you pay for your meal tonight? Then you shut up. When we all go home and talk about how good everything was, Brother Gary's got to pay the bills. And so I want to talk to you for just a few moments out of the Word of God because God gave me a word two years ago in the month of October right before I was going to Africa. He gave me a word as I drove in my, pick, in my driveway in my pickup truck. He gave me a word, and the word was seedonomics. I'd never heard that word before. I tried to look it up in the dictionary. It's never been in the dictionary. It was never a word. Now, I understand economics, and so do you, because you complain every time you put the nozzle from the gas pump in your car, right? We know about economics. We know about 22% inflation right now. We know about truck drivers going from $3.20 a gallon of diesel anywhere to $7 a gallon in diesel to get our goods to us. We know about economics, right? And I don't know about you, but whoever's up in Washington responsible for economics does not know what they're doing. They know nothing about economics. And so if you're just operating your life by economics, you're going to be very disappointed. You've got to find how to control economics by the laws of God's kingdom. Now, I've been debt-free for 35 years. My ministry's debt-free, and we, we operate debt-free. It is possible. Well, I'm telling you, it is possible. But you have to learn what I learned in order to live where I live. And before you criticize my harvest, examine my seed. Everything you enjoyed for your dinner tonight came from seed. God created seed on the third day of creation in Genesis 1:11, and he only created seed one time. Somebody sowed that seed, that seed multiplied. Somebody sowed it again, it multiplied, and here we are 6,000 years later still enjoying what God created on the third day of creation. Now, what I want to talk to you about for the next few moments is because here's what happens to, to believers and unbelievers. When things get tough out in the world, you stop sowing. See how quiet it is? Come here a minute. You know the first thing that happens, your mind starts saying, well, we got to watch it now. Well, did God die? Is God out of business? 
Is he still the same God that brought Israel out of Egypt and rained down manna out of heaven and caused water to come out of rock? Is he still the same God that took five loaves and two fish and broke them and fed a multitude? Is he still the same God that put meal in a widow's barrel in 1 Kings 17 and put oil in her cruise? Is he still the same God? Then act like it. God is your source. He is your source. He is your source. He is God. And all you've got to do is get God's favor in your life and get God smiling on your life and get God blessing your life and all hell can't stop you. Now, for those of you that don't know this, I am not a preacher that sings. I'm a, or, or a singer that preaches. I'm a preacher that sings. Okay? Now, what I want to talk to you about is six reasons you ought to sow in bad times. There's a story in Genesis 26 about Isaac, the son of Abraham. And for the sake of time, I won't go there and read the entire story. I'll just relate it to you. It says that Isaac sowed in a famine. How many of you know what a famine is? It's when you haven't had any rain, and there's no reason to sow when there's no rain. It takes rain to ignite the seed and the multiplication. Now, Isaac would have thought, you would have thought Isaac needed to be put in a home. He's lost his mind because he's out here sowing in a famine. 80% of the pastors would have counseled him, Tammy, to not sow. Because pulpits are full of unbelief, full of religion, and full of tradition. They don't believe God is God. But God is God. And so Isaac didn't listen to the news report, and he didn't listen to the people around him. The Bible said he sowed in the famine. He sowed in a tough time. When it wasn't pleasant to sow, there was a famine in the land, and he sowed anyway. We cannot give in to the reports that are coming across our television about a recession that's coming. I choose not to participate. You see, I have a decision. I don't have to participate in what's going on in the world because I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. I am of the kingdom of God. God controls my economics, not Washington. But he sowed in the time of famine. The first reason you should always sow is because until you put a seed in the ground, whether it's tomatoes, cucumbers, or corn, until you put a seed in the ground, you have no reason for expectation. I said, until you put a seed in the ground, you're not going to get a harvest. Listen to me, child of God. You can't shout in a harvest. You can't sing in a harvest. You can't pray in a harvest. You can't believe in a harvest. You got to sow a seed and ignite the earth so that you can get a harvest. I carry seeds with me all the time. I can prove it to you. Right here is squash. It says on the front right here that if I sow this seed in 53 days, I'll have squash. That's a prophecy. I said if I sow that seed in 53 days, I'll have squash. That's what this package says. I've had this package of seeds several years. I have no squash. 
I come here hoping somebody could help me find the answer. What do I have to do? I have to, I have to wait for the right season. You see, there has to be a, 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 a God created on the fourth day of creation. He created seed on the third day. On the fourth day, he created season for the seed. And you see, if you read on the back of this package, it tells you uh, what time of year that you sow that squash in order to get squash. Now, why is that important? Because there's times in the work of God and in the kingdom of God that God will bring us together at a specific time and his anointing will be there and that's a season that we sow and God gives us a harvest financially in the kingdom of God. Somebody has done that ought to say amen. Somebody that's had that experience ought to say yes, that is right. Now, the Lord recently gave me a definition of rich and poor. P-O-O-R, passing over opportunity repeatedly. How many times have you sat in a service? How many times has an offering been taken? How many times has the Holy Spirit said something to you that was bigger than you ever thought about? You said, I can't do that. You know, you'll take your credit card and do it for something else. But when it comes to the work of God, you push God to the side, put God off, say, I can't do this. Come on. And then you struggle financially because you haven't listened to the Holy Spirit and you hadn't taken advantage of the opportunity God put right in front of you. God gave me an opportunity. You can go to Lonesome Road Ministry and you can preach and you can tell Brother Gary, I don't want a dime. I come here to give my time. I come here to help you, brother. And I'll tell you when I leave here, he may not give me something, but before I get home, God's going to talk to somebody somewhere in this world. Hallelujah. And God's going to meet every need I have. That's how you stay debt free. That's how you operate in abundance. The word rich, R-I-C-H. God said, receiving instruction concerning harvest. Once you get smart enough to listen to somebody that's where you want to be. You know, I have people come to me advice all the time about songwriting. And I give them instruction on how they can be a better songwriter. And they still as bad as they ever were. <laughs> You'd think somebody had 85 number ones, they'd listen to them. But they think everything they write is sacred. I told one, why don't you chisel it in stone? It's so important to you. I got an eraser on my pencil. I write it until it writes and sings like it ought to. Come on. Listen, you sow to create expectancy. Now, wait a minute. I heard somebody. Come here a minute. You know. Well, Brother Payne, I don't give to receive and I don't sow to reap. Well, are you stupid? Are you stupid? Are you stupid? No, you're just religious. And somebody told you that, and it sounds real holy. And you're the brokest person in town trying to be holy. Your holiness will not pay your bills. Thank God for holiness. We ought to be holy. But on our worst day, or on our best day, we're not holy. Don't look at me. I know some of you reached up and see if your halo was still there. But you see... On our best day, the only way we're holy is by being in Christ. Amen. Christ is what makes us holy. Amen. It's not what you got or you don't have that makes you holy. It's Christ. 
Until you put a seed in God's work, you have no reason. You can pray all day long. God, I got this financial need. God, I need a car. God, I need this. I need that. Listen, until there's a seed in the kingdom of God, you've got no basis to believe God for anything. I prayed for so many people. They got oily skin. I've anointed them. They fell out, picked them up, fell out, picked them up. They call them brother fall down and sister pick up, you know, and they still broke. They don't have nothing. They don't have any money to do anything for the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. That chair you're sitting on, it is a seed that somebody sowed. This air conditioning that we're enjoying tonight, it's a seed that somebody sowed. This microphone that I'm using, it's a seed somebody sowed. We are what we are. We are where we are because somebody sowed a seed and expected a harvest and God sent a harvest. I'm telling you, Brother Gary, and Miss Linda are sowers. I said they're sowers. They sow seed in other ministries. That's why they're here. When you sow into their ministry, you're sowing into a sower. You have no basis for believing for a harvest until you've sown a seed. Now, in the natural, everything I need for a harvest, I have in my hand. God put 17 nutrients in the earth, and he anointed the earth for activation. He put three things in the seed, the ability to die, resurrect, and multiply. It is anointed for multiplication. When you take a seed, a natural seed, and you put it in the ground, that seed will activate those 17 nutrients, begin to attract them, and that seed will die, resurrect, and come out and multiply because the seed is is anointed for multiplication and the earth is anointed for activation. Are you with me? Now you come to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has an anointing for multiplication and your finances has an anointing for activation. You see, you take that seed and you connect it with the kingdom of God and it's just like putting this squash in the ground. But in bad times, People won't sow. How many of you know, no matter how bad times are, they're going to get better? Wave at me if you believe that. Well, listen, the second reason you sow in bad times, if you don't sow in bad times, you won't reap in good times. If you don't sow in tough times, you won't reap when things get better. Well, I'll just wait till next year to sow. Can you, can you afford to wait another year for a harvest? Jesus is sitting around a campfire one morning in Matthew chapter 6. Sitting around with his disciples. And he says, look at these birds. They don't sow and they don't reap. But your heavenly Father takes care of them. And precious saints of God say, well, if God takes care of the birds, God will take care of me. He didn't only say they didn't sow and reap. He said they don't gather into barns. Only reason you got barns is for overflow or excess. He said these birds don't sow and reap, so they don't have no excess. They don't have any reason for barns. Have you ever watched a bird out in the backyard? He, you know, he, he don't have a weak supply. He don't have a bank account. He's got to get up every morning looking for another worm. And the hotter it gets, the more difficult it is for him to find what he needs to live on. 
And for why Christians want to live like birds is beyond me. But they have this attitude. God will take care of the birds. God will take care of me. Yeah, if you don't mind living like a bird. But then he said, you're better than the birds. He said, you, you're better than, what did he mean? He means you can sow and you can reap. You can determine your harvest by the seed you're willing to put in the kingdom of God. Don't you know the devil knows that? That's why he don't want you to sow. He wants gas to go to $10 a gallon. He wants you to walk or ride a bicycle or have a horse and buggy and become Amish. He doesn't care about you. He hates you. He don't want you to have. He don't care how much money you have. He just cares how much money you sow because he knows what you sow is going to determine your future. Your seed predicts your future. You don't need a fortune teller to give you your future. Give me your bank account statement, and I'll tell you what your future is. I can show you why you're struggling. Come here, Matt. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. This ain't the first time you've heard this. You know. Genesis 26 proves this. Isaac sowed in the time of famine. But you know something? Seed don't know it's a famine. <laughs> Seed don't know who's in Washington. And seed don't care who's in Washington. Seed don't care what color you are, what culture you are. Seed don't care what religion you are. All seed knows is somebody sows me, I'm going to multiply. Come on. And Jesus even said, a man sows a seed, goes in the house, goes to bed and gets up tomorrow and has got a harvest and don't even know how it happened. You see, you don't have to be a smart farmer. You can sow a seed and God will bless you if you're ignorant. Come on, because the seed is doing the work. I said the seed is doing the work. It's not about you. It's about the seed. It's about the seed. If you get the seed in God's hand, God will take care of the rest of it. You're sitting around where, how am I going to do this? It's not your problem. You sow your seed according to what God tells you to do. Then it becomes God's opportunity to bless your life. Glory to God. Seeds, write this down, defy world conditions. Seeds defy world conditions. You can't stop a sower. Now, people get mad at me for preaching this. But I've never seen anybody go out in the field with a farmer on a tractor and chase him down, cuss him for planting food to eat. You see, Christian people are just touchy when it comes to money. Y'all not talk about money in church. Well, where should we talk about it? Bankruptcy court? Where do you want to talk about it? What gets me, I used to pastor. People didn't mind coming by the office on Monday and talking about their electric bill they couldn't pay. You don't mind talking about money as long as it ain't about you. You know, uh, I, I, like, I like tomatoes, but if I take these seeds out of this package and eat them, they don't taste good. They leave a bad taste in your mouth because, see, they're not seeds for eating. They're seeds for sowing. And when you eat a seed that was meant for sowing, it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. When you pay for your boat with God's money or you pay for your car with God's money or you pay for that whatever with God's money, it'll leave a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, good preaching, Brother Payne. Hallelujah. That's, that's really good, Brother Payne. Hallelujah. I believe that's the best sermon I ever heard. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, Hebrew, Hebrews 11, 6 says that faith moves God. 
It's the only thing that moves God. It's the only thing that pleases God, right? Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you something about tough times. Your faith is magnified in tough times. Amen. It takes more faith to sow what God's telling you to sow in tough times. Isaac sowed in tough times, and that year he got a hundredfold. His faith touched God. He didn't get the hundredfold without rain. His seed made it rain. His seed opened heaven. Come on. Come on. So your seed is magnified in tough times. I've got to hurry here. I didn't mean to preach this long. It's, it's uh, uh, Jason's fault. How many of you still want to go to the next level? Amen. Do you still want to go to the next level? Wave at me if you still want to go to the next level. All right. Refusing to sow at this level will disqualify you for the next level. Fifth thing. Fifth thing. Refusing to sow at this level will disqualify you for the next level. There's a reason people and churches stay exactly where they are. Amen. This couple here is a good example. Y'all started sowing how many years ago? I mean, listen to me preach and start sowing in different ministries. And a couple years ago. Have y'all gone under? No. <laughs> Has God blessed you? Oh, yeah. There you go. So it, that, that, what I'm talking about, seedonomics, begin to affect your economics. You know, it don't make any sense, and you can't explain why a real estate lady down in Texas walked up to me. I was there getting, uh, taking an offer to put a septic system in the church because they was having to pump the septic every week. So I'm there, and I take a, a check from my ministry for several thousand dollars, and we, we get all the money we need that day except a thousand dollars. And this real estate lady walks up to me that night, and she said, listen, I'm going to have to close my office here because we're not selling any houses. She said, how much do you need to finish this septic? I said, $1,000. She said, here's $1,000. I prayed over that seed. She opened her third office. She's selling more houses than anybody in Texas. Are you still here? Same thing over in Missouri. A pastor's wife over there sowed a seed. And now she's a broker. She's selling more real estate than anybody in her area. If you're a car salesman, come on, if you got your own company, if you're a truck driver, I don't care what you do. When you put God in your business, you ought to listen to the domino message. reason we got domino pizzas in 58, uh, you know, 100 different places and countries is because God raised up a Catholic man that sowed a portion of everything that came in into God's work, and God made dominoes bigger than any other pizza empire. Why? God found somebody that would sow a seed. God found somebody that would sow a seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, now... Uh, the, the sixth reason that you ought to sow in tough times is because it takes a new seed to create a due season. 
What happens to people is they sow. I've watched people over the years. They come to church messed up. How many of you came to church messed up? Where's the rest of y'all? How many of y'all was messed up when you come to Jesus? Your marriage was messed up. Your mind was messed up. Everything. Wave at me if you were messed up when you came to Jesus. Then when you came to Jesus and you was messed up, you would do anything Jesus wanted you to do. Am I right? I remember uh, I got saved and I was 19 years old. I was working at a factory making $52 a week. I was the first one in my family to ever be born again. And it was a month of October, and uh, we were having revival at our church. And the revival was extended, and we got over into November. And that week, I had, I, you know, I had uh, paid my rent, you know, for $52. You know, you could do a lot for $52 in 1968. You could fill up your car with gas. You could buy groceries, and you could pay your rent for $52. Yeah, gas was a quarter back then. And my wife lived uh, 50 cents away. And uh, <laughs> you know, you could buy you could buy enough groceries two or three people carry, you know, for $25. And so that week I had paid my rent. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had bought groceries and and Christmas coming up, so I took a $20 bill and I stuck it back. Uh, you know, uh, to buy my wife and my little boy uh, a Christmas gift. And that preacher said, <laughs> that preacher said, somebody here got $20 in your pocket. I thought, oh God, that's me. He knows I got $20. I wadded that little $20 bill up. I got it real small, about like this. You know, about like this. I stuck it way down in my pocket, put my hand on it like this. And he said, <laughs> and, and then I felt the Lord say, you need to give that. Now, I hadn't been a Christian long. That's when I found out you don't have to serve God 20 years for him to talk to you. You know, but most of the time when God talks to you, you don't want to listen to him. I didn't want to listen to him. And the moment he said that, I said, Lord, I got to buy my my wife a gift, and I got to buy my son a gift, and we're coming up on Christmas. And, Lord, I just can't do it. <laughs> now, don't look at me like you ain't done the same thing. <laughs> and And he just kept on. And so I just went down there and I just throwed that $20 at him. And the Bible said God loves a cheerful giver, but he, you don't have to be cheerful. I found out he'll take it from you mad. I just throwed it at him. And I started back to my seat. I never preached. I never sung a song, never wrote a song, nothing. Started back to my seat and that man of God said, come here, son. I went back up there. I thought he was going to slap me for throwing that $20 at him, but, but he said, come here a minute. And I went back up there and he said, young man, your ministry and your music will go around the world. Whew. I'm standing here 
52 years later to tell you that what that man said came to pass. But listen, no, 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 don't clap yet. Nobody knew that was my last $20. But I left that church that night with five $20 bills. People didn't even know me was walking up to me and said, God told me to give you this. And you know something? 52 years later, this $20 I held in my hand tonight, it was hand to me when I walked through the door today to get sound checked. That's why you sow in tough times. Because God is God and God's on the throne. And he said, if you give a glass of water, I see it. You know, I've lived long enough to sow $25,000 in an offering. I've lived long enough to sow $100,000 in an offering. <laughs> Don't get mad at me for my harvest. Until you examine my seed. Okay? You see. Next Friday night, I'll be at Brother Rod Parsley's. I'll receive the offering and I'll give the first 10000 You know how I got to giving on this level? I gave on this level. God's trying to take Lonesome Road ministry to a new level and he don't want to leave you behind Ecclesiastes 11 said if you look at the wind you won't sow if you consider circumstances you won't sow if you look at your resources instead of your source you won't sow but it's going to take $5,000 to launch this radio ministry I need that tonight. How many of you still want to go to the next level? And see, some of y'all didn't raise your hand then. You know, it'd be very simple to do that. There's 50 envelopes here. And people watching us online can get involved with this too. There's information on how you can, you know, get involved. Uh, what's it? You want one? Okay. I need 50 people to give me $100. You can take five of these. You can take 10 of these. Okay. I'm not being funny about that. God may want you to give more than 100, but I need at least 50 to give 100. If I had five, you know, if, if, if I had a couple that would give 500, the first one that would give 500, I brought something from Israel. This is a prayer shawl from Israel that I had Pastor Benny Hinn pray over. And if you were one of those that say, I'll help with 500, I'll give you this. You may need healing sometime, and you can wrap this around you, and that healing anointing touch your life. Amen. This is my personal prayer, y'all. 
I've wrapped myself in this prayer shawl in my office and prayed over all my partners that helped me every month. But when I started up here, the Lord said, take that with you. So I'm willing to sow this along with some money because I believe in this ministry. Now, I, I, I'm not responding quick to people raising their hand because I didn't see you pray. <laughs> I saw you just reach and get something and you didn't ask God what you're supposed to do. You already prayed. God already spoke to him. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Glory to God. But if I had 50 people, well, I, I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything I wouldn't do. So uh, I'm going to take the first two, one for my wife and one for myself. And so we only have 48 left. Excuse me? Your prayer shawl? Okay. Here's the prayer shawl. That's, that's five more right here. Okay. And so somebody help me. I've got 43 left. Is that right? Is that right? Uh, you want one. All right. Praise God. I, I've discovered in preaching that a lot of people want to be where you are. They just don't want to do what you do. All right, Father, speak to people tonight, Lord, what you'd have them to do. Lord, we need to get this radio program on. We need to do it now. Lord, we can't wait. Souls, this man was about to commit suicide, Lord, and he heard the word, and things changed around. There's hundreds like that driving trucks and hundreds, Lord, that are struggling at home. Lord, tonight we're sowing a seed, and we're believing you, Lord, to multiply this seed 100-fold in Jesus' name. Amen. Need one here? All right, I'm waiting for you to respond. I'll come to you. You can come to me. Whatever you want to do. Brother, I'm sorry. I put you off long enough. You already got your own envelope now. All right, I'm going to take this one out just for you. Here you go. Now, I'm going to pray over your seed in a moment. All right. I'll come to you. All right. Come on, right over here. You need two over here? Praise God. Come on. You know, we need to move on quickly on this. We don't need to delay. If, you, if you're going to respond, five of them right here. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Glory to God. Anyone else over here while I'm over here? You know, I asked the Lord one time why he called me to do this, and he said I wasn't his first choice. But I thank God that he has because, Brother Gary, I tell you, when, when this building was available, I called some of my friends and raise money on the telephone to, to get this building. This building's debt-free. Amen. Amen. Anybody else while I'm back here? Folks, it's imperative. It's imperative that we do this tonight. It's imperative that we do it tonight. We can't delay. Time is of essence. We've got to move on this. We've got to move on this. We've got to do it now. Amen. Now, this is not everybody. Come on, I need you to respond. I need you to hear God. You see, I do telethons on TV, and, and a lot of times the phones will ring and people give, and then it'll stop. But in a moment, the Holy Spirit will move, and then start again. I've raised over a billion dollars for Christian television. I believe in Christian television. People get quiet when God starts talking to them. <laughs> 
I'm going to wait about two minutes and then I'm going home. I found out in my life, missing a moment of opportunity is the most expensive mistake that you ever make in life. Amen. Was there somebody in the back back there? That, amen. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for helping us. See, that's what I'm talking about. You just wait. Just wait and, you know, get your, you make your checks to Lonesome Road Ministries and we'll take cash. We're not of people that don't take cash. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to pray over the seed. When you, when you get your seed ready, I'm going to pray. Anybody else? That, amen. You over here? All right. Excuse me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Those of you that are watching, you can do this online. Or those of you that are here, you can do this. Is it uh, cash out? Dollar sign, church on the road. Okay, lonesomeroad.org. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you for doing that. That, that reminded me. Uh, anyone else here? I have, we got to get this done. Praise God. I need you to help. Excuse me? Who's that? Brenda Jones. Brenda Jones. Brenda Jones. Thank you, Brenda. Amen. I'm just going, I'm just here, you know. Who's that? Janet. Okay, right there. Hallelujah. Thank God for technology. Thank God for technology. $300 right here. So it's three of them right here. Thank you, brother. Amen. Pretty God. Hallelujah. Did you know something? Every time somebody's touched and blessed by this radio program, guess what? God's going to bless you. I said God's going to bless you. Some of you, you know, uh, maybe you don't have it with you. You want to bring it tomorrow. Just come and get an envelope. It, even if you don't feel like giving, get one of these and sleep with it and not see what God says. <laughs> See what God said. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not kidding you. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. You remember what I said poor is? Passing over opportunity repeatedly. All right. Just everyone. Thank you, brother. Amen. If you have your seed, I want to pray over your seed. I believe when everything's said and done, online and in this service, I believe we'll have what we need to launch this, this radio program. Amen. How many of you believe that with me? So how many of you believe that with me? Maybe you're not at that $100 level. Maybe you're still at the $20 level like I was. The five of y'all giving 20 makes 100. So everybody do something. I'll come and get your seed if I need to. Brother Gary will. I want to hold them in my hand because God's anointed me to pray over finances. I can break the spirit of debt. If you'll believe God, you'll come out of debt. Come on. Amen. I can pray for your lack and God will give you supply. So, I got a text last Friday from a young man. He said, you were in a service. You were taking an offering. I don't remember what it was for. He said, I wanted to get out of debt. He said, I had a piece of property that needed to be sold. He said, I gave him that offering. He said, I just want you to know I moved in my debt-free house last weekend. That's not a coincidence, folks. That is putting the kingdom into operation. It's putting the kingdom into practice. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. You want an envelope? Right back here in the back. See? That's why I'm telling you. Holy Spirit keeps moving. Amen. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Amen. Pass that down there to her. Now, I know somebody might go home and say, well, he takes too long to take the offering. You don't have that much. Thank you, darling, for what you have. Thank God. 
Amen. Another one right here. Well, we're getting close. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pass that down here if you don't mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jim. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't this fun? Amen. Isn't this fun? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyone else? Jim brought me this hat. <laughs> <laughs> Because I used his hat last year to take off, and I told him his head wasn't big enough. So he brought me this, and we're going we're gonna to receive this offer. Y'all been sitting a long time. Would y'all stand with me right now? You be here tomorrow. You be here tomorrow. Hold on to those for, till tomorrow. The other people that want those will be here tomorrow. We've got to get this TV ministry along, or this radio ministry. Well, I'm saying TV. We're going to be on TV, too, I guess. Yeah. 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 You don't know Oh, really? I didn't know nothing about it. I just, I guess the Holy Spirit did. I don't know. I just, thank you, baby. I could have come back to you. Look, you're here again. Oh, you didn't want to make me walk. Thank you so much. Amen. If I didn't get your seed, bring it to me right now. It's important that I pray over it. How many of you are thankful for everything that Brother Gary and Miss Linda do for the kingdom of God? How many of you need a blessing right now? You need God to do something right now. I'm going to tell you that scripture in Psalms 118, verse 25. David prayed this prayer, and you can read it in Psalms. Oh, Lord, send prosperity now. When we get closer to the coming of the Lord, the time between seed time and harvest is going to get shorter. You know how long it takes to to make fine wine? 15 years. In John chapter 2, Jesus made it in just a minute. Because the king said, this is fine wine. Didn't take 15 years. It took me 20 years to get in debt. It took me 12 months to get out. 1.2 million. I paid everybody every dime I owed them in 12 months. And since that time, millions have passed through my hands to the kingdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. God will bless you if he can trust you. Stretch your hand out with me. Lord, this is seed. I hold this seed in my hand, Lord. And I release my faith over this seed. Lord, I say that in the name of Jesus, every hand that touched this seed, Lord, I pray, God, that you would cause a bountiful harvest like you gave Isaac in a famine. Lord, I pray for a 100-fold return over this seed in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I break the spirit of debt and people are going to come out supernaturally because we're giving in a debt-free ministry and standing in a debt-free building. And we thank you, Lord, that this Radio ministry is going to be launched debt-free. It's going to stay debt-free, and it's going to reach thousands, Lord, for the kingdom of God. Bless everybody right now, Lord, that has participated in Jesus' name. Could you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Come on. Could you, could you give yourself a hand clap of praise? Brother Gary, come and, come and, and receive this. Come and receive this seed. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I'm here. That's the reason I'm here.
That's the reason I'm here. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, uh, this may come as a surprise to you, but I don't have to be here. <laughs> I have about 400 invitations a year that I can't feel. But I'm here because I believe in this. And every how long it takes or every how many people gets mad at me for what I do, I'm trying to get people blessed. What you did tonight won't affect my life at all. But it will affect your life drastically. And there's some people, there's somebody watching right now on Facebook, God's dealing with you about a $1,000 seed. I know that by the Holy Spirit. When I moved from a hundred to a thousand is when things started turning around in my life. Something about a thousand dollar seed that really moves the hand of God in your life. And I have people look at me all the time. They think nothing about signing a note for a thirty thousand dollar card. But they have a problem giving God a thousand. I meant to go home with the way y'all shouting, I'm just gonna stay a while. <laughs> If I was you and had something I didn't need, if you got an ounce of gold, you can sell it, put $1,700, $1,800 into this radio ministry. See, God will show you how to get money to put it in the kingdom. He said he gives seed to the sower. All right. Well, God bless you. Brother Gary, you want to come and uh, dismiss us tonight? Uh, now, if any of you got offended, come here a minute. <laughs> You know. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, I'm, I'm really very humbled by the love that you show uh, me and Linda and, and the staff here at Lonesome Road Ministry. Uh, I know you're all here because you love us and we love you. And working together, we can make a difference. But uh, one person can't do it. But others, yes, others, let this my motto be, help me to live for others so that I might live for thee. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And as long as we keep it all about Jesus, he's going to bless us beyond anything that we could ever dream, hope, or imagine. And uh, I love you all. And I... I appreciate James and appreciate Ava and Jim and Ann. And, well, I, I appreciate all of you. And Sunshine Road, Mike Wellman, you're going to hear him tomorrow. Uh, yeah, each and every one of you. And they're a big part of the ministry. But the biggest part of the ministry is you, each and every one of you, that sow into this ministry, that take the take these seeds and this is what these are these are seeds to plant into somebody's life this, these cards these CDs used to be cassette tapes and, and God is just keeps raising us up to next levels at the crossroads of life lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read. His words still echoing 
We don't like to close any program without offering you the chance to give God your heart. So pray with me right now. Just a simple little prayer. Pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I surrender all to you. I want to give you my heart right now, Lord. And then I want you to mold me into the person that you want me to be. Help me to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. And the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a life